Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, my friends? Lauren McClain here with guest host Jason Shepard, and we're doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. Here's what's coming up on the show today. The men and women's basketball teams have critical matchups against Creighton and the University of Utah. We'll chat with Evan Young, Creighton freshman and native Utah, about what it's like playing the team that he watched growing up. Plus, Nani Falatea talks about rivalry week and what it's like being a BYU fan in Ute territory. Plus, the Big 12 is knocking at our door with the 2023 football schedule release coming up. We'll discuss who we'd want to visit Lavelle's house in Season 1 with the P5s. But first, BYU announced the football team is headed to the New Mexico Bowl against the SMU Mustangs. Remember them? Miracle Bowl? Ring a bell? We'll revisit the classic game and our thoughts on the destiny. Destination Shep, what is good, my friend? Everything's good, Lauren, especially when I get to do the show with you. It's always nice to see you. Everything's good? Everything. Look, nobody wants to hear anybody complain about anything, so everything's good. <laughs> no, honestly, there's really nothing. Everything to, is awesome. It's, it's, honestly, I, I have nothing to complain about right now. Everything is good. It's December. Look, we've got college basketball. We've got NFL. We've got NBA. We've got the bowl game coming up, and yeah. Christmas is coming up. Nothing, there's nothing to be upset about right now. Do you have all your kids' Christmas gifts picked out? For, or should I say, does your wife have um, them all picked out? For the most part, yes. Yes, we did collaborate okay. on these, on some of them. Okay. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we're good. We're in good shape. Well, I'm proud we're of in you. good shape. Good to have you here. It's been a minute. Yeah, it has been a minute. BYU will play the SMU Mustangs in the New Mexico Bowl on December 17th. Both BYU and SMU have a record of 7-5. and five. The Cougars are 3-0 when it comes to matchups against SMU, including one of BYU's most famous games, the 1980 Holiday Bowl. BYU came back to win that game 46-45 with the late heroics of quarterback Jim McMahon. The last time that BYU and SMU played was in 1997 at the Cotton Bowl Stadium in Texas. BYU won in overtime 19-16 with help from points made by the kicker Owen Pochman and a late run in OT to win the game by Brian McKenzie. As far as the destination goes, BYU's last time playing in the New Mexico Bowl was their last season in the Mountain West Conference. They beat UTEP 52-24, and Jake Heaps was the star of the game, throwing for 264 yards as a freshman. This will be BYU's 40th bowl game as an independent. Shep, this could be a really interesting game. What was your initial reaction when you heard that BYU was headed to the New Mexico Bowl? Well, I guess if I'm going to be perfectly honest, my very first reaction was somewhat selfish. Because, look, if you're not going to be in one of the New Year's Day bowls, one of the higher profile bowls, from a media perspective and someone that, you know, has responsibilities around the football, I was really, really glad that this game was being played on the 17th of December and is going to be done and behind (laughs) us before we even get close to Christmas. I did not want to have to worry about a a Christmas Eve bowl game or the day after Christmas bowl game. If that was my initial reaction was, oh my gosh, I'm so glad this is the (laughs) December 17th and this will be done and I won't have to worry about taking time away from my family for for something like that. So honestly, that was my very first reaction. Secondly, this is certainly not where we thought BYU was going to be after the way the season began when you start 4 and 1 you start to get big eyes and have really big aspirations for what this could be so you know obviously it's not where not just where we expected them to be after the strong start but I'm sure it's not where BYU wanted to be as well the other thing that really stands out I like this matchup this is this is a good matchup against SMU two 7 and 5 teams you know so I I like the actual matchup on the field I think that's good and look at the end of the day that's you know 
you're going to have people tuning in because it's college bowl game. Right. But if you can give them a good game, I think that's something – if you can bring the entertainment value, and I think this is these are two teams that can do that. The other thing that we're kind of curious about, and, and really we won't know, and time will tell on this one, is I'm really curious who, who's going to be there and who won't be there. You yeah. know what I mean? And oh, I mean yeah. that from a player standpoint, and I mean it from a coaching standpoint. We know that the BYU coaching staff is going through some changes right now. So I think all of that stuff is is kind of top of mind as I as I get ready for uh, for this one. And look, it, it's it's always important to end whatever whenever your last game is, end it on a high note because that's the last game you're going to have before you get into the off season. You start making changes, you start preparing for spring football. So having that be a positive experience, being able to take some momentum and some confidence into the offseason, I think that makes this game pretty big. Absolutely. You mentioned that that both teams are 7 and 5. For some reason in my brain, I always want BYU to be better. Like I look at SMU's schedule and I think they're fourth and they they finish fourth in their conference and you're like, "No." Yeah. You don't want you don't want BYU playing somebody who finished fourth, you know. But that's kind of where BYU is right now, and that's that's sad because we expect better, which we probably should, right? Year in and year out. The New Mexico Bowl, Shep, uh, it doesn't do much for the senses. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> it doesn't look good. It definitely doesn't taste good. And I don't like the sound of it. However, we're here. BYU is going to a bowl game, and after all the ups and downs of the season, the team got another shot to prove themselves, like you mentioned. As we as fans, we get to enjoy another game. And for Pete's sake, I hope it is enjoyable. BYU has had a handful of guys already in the transfer portal. You mentioned that. Their defensive coordinator, less for the moment, and SMU is a decent team. BYU lost to a quote-unquote decent team last year in UAB, and that was miserable to watch. It, was it wasn't. Those... How many people still refer to that game like, yeah, but you lost to U- UAB? Oh. still to, st- A year later, it's, it's still, it's got a bad taste in everybody's mouth. That's why I think it's so important to be able to win this game. Regardless of what caliber of team it is, just get the win. Have one more positive experience on the football field before – you go into the offseason. I think it's big. Such a beautiful season last year, and it all was overshadowed by that loss to UAB, especially in opposing fan base's eyes. Correct. Right? That's the game yep. they always bring up. I'm just happy we get to watch Darren Hall and Puka Nakua again one more time because they are such special players, and I think they've been really fun to watch this season. So if for nothing else, we get to watch them play at least, at least one more time, right? We're not sure what's going to happen next year, but but one more time. And then onward and upward, my friends, BYU is Big 12 bound, which means we get to expect some good and storied teams in Lavelle Edwards Stadium year in and year out. I love that prospect. Shep, for BYU's birth year in the Big 12, who would you like to see come to Lavelle's house? This is a, a fun topic. We actually had um, a, a similar discussion on BYU Sports Nation um, last week, and we actually put out our, our very first year in the Big 12 – what we wanted the entire schedule to look like. Now, I'm not going to give you the entire schedule, but I, I want to kind of give you pieces to answer this. Right out of the gate, I think a perfect Big 12 opener for BYU is hosting Texas uh, in Provo. Yeah. Yep. I can't think of a better way to begin an, a new era in the Big 12 by hosting Texas. And look, it's not far-fetched because, look, with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, I don't know if the Big 12 is going to give them any do them any favors. Right. So sending them to Provo for a Saturday night 8-15 kick. <laughs> I, Might be just that, the that ticket. Doesn't, that doesn't sound like that's too far-fetched to think that that may happen. <laughs> so I would love to get Texas. Plus, we talk so much about the history that BYU and Texas have, and especially the last two games where BYU just absolutely dominated uh, the Longhorns in 
2013. And then when everybody thought Texas wants their revenge when the Cougars come to Austin, well, BYU did it again, and obviously the Taysom leap. Yep. So I think Texas would be a, a huge get right out of the gate. And and look, I also don't. I know a lot of people will probably want Texas and Oklahoma. I, I don't know if you're getting both of those in the same year. I, I think you're probably, especially if you're one of the new four teams. You're, you're probably they're probably not going to give you both Texas and Oklahoma in the right. same season. You may get one the first year, one the second year, and then they're gone. I think they're going to save the teams that have been in the Big 12 long enough that have history. I think they're going to give them the chance to have Texas and Oklahoma yeah. on the schedule at the same time. So the, another and one other team, this may be a little bit surprising, Kansas. I w- and let me explain why. We obviously, when we think of Kansas, we immediately think of basketball, and, and rightfully so. That's that's what they're known as as a as a basketball school. But for whatever reason, there is something to me, and maybe it's my adolescent upbringing in the Midwest near near Kansas City, but for whatever reason, the Jayhawks to me scream Big 12. Like, that's just a program that I immediately think Big 12. So to see that logo on the field in Provo almost sort of makes it real for me. Mm. So that's why I say Kansas coming in. I, I think that would be I think that would be awesome. But let's be honest. At the end of the day, just the fact that BYU's in the Big 12, yeah. whoever comes here, <laughs> it's going to be unbelievable. We're going to be so excited no matter who it is. And actually, I would really like a Kansas State. This isn't one of mine, but one of my best friends is a huge Kansas State fan. That's where she grew up. And she always talked trash about them being in a Power 5 conference yeah. and blah, blah, blah. I would love for them to come. And they come. just won the Big 12 championship yes, game. Yes, so, I know. Yeah. So I would love for them to come in and uh, have a little party and rivalry banter with my friend here. But obviously, I want the big dogs to come in before we leave. Exactly like you mentioned, Texas and Oklahoma. The Cougars have some classic games against both of those opponents in recent years. And I want some more of it. And I think you're right. It's probably not realistic. But this is my ideal situation. Give me a Steve Sarkeesian reunion oh, yeah. in Provo. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Uh, I'm a sucker for a good storyline that adds intrigue. And Taysom Hill, of course, will be the alumni flag bearer. Why like not? It. And then he'll leap so over I'm... someone. Yeah. <laughs> he'll jump over somebody. Someone will dress up like a longhorn and jump over him. Just jump right over the Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking details here. Uh, apart from those two, I think it'd be fantastic to get TCU, the TCU Horn Frogs back for a close game to reestablish that old Mountain West Conference rivalry that BYU came up short with for many, many yes. years. They just yes. couldn't quite get over that hump with TCU. Uh, and to have a playoff team come... The next year, I think, would be really great for ticket sales. It just, again, adds more intrigue. And I'm just beyond excited to start this journey with BYU. Even though I think they're going to be, I don't know, I don't know if struggle is going to be the right word. I think there's going to be quite the learning curve for BYU entering the Big 12 for football, but especially for basketball. So so BYU 7-5 right now, we, we did this, we looked this up. If this was the record BYU had, this year in the Big 12, they'd be tied for sixth in the Big 12. So smack dab in the middle. That's where BYU would be. Would you take that immediately? If you said next year you're going to be 7-5 and five and in the middle of the Big 12, would you take that? I would take it. I don't want it. I always want better. Yes, But I course. think I would take it. Yeah, look, yeah. There's, there's going to be a learning curve. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy it along the way. Like, but, but look, it's going to take some time. Everybody who's done this, it's taken time. It took it took Utah a long time. Look where they are now. It took TCU a while. Look where they are now. But they all they both of those programs have a decade in the situation that BYU's just now getting into. They're a decade ahead. Now I do think BYU is far more prepared 
going into this situation than Utah and TCU were. And I think the reason is is because they've been able to see what those other schools had to go through. They've had opportunities to build things up as they went along in as an independent. Yeah. So I think they're going in a little more prepared, but there's still going to be a learning curve. But that doesn't mean that if, if BYU's not in the Big 12 championship game year one or year two, that it's a failure. That's, that's not what this is. It's going to take time. Enjoy the journey. I love that, Shep. I really think that's a really good perspective. And I think you're right. BYU does have a leg up on some of those older, other programs that had to leap in mm-hmm. because they played so many Power 5 yep. conferences yep. during independence. So they're like, ah, this is nothing. This is great. We can do this. Well, and look, from a financial standpoint, too, I mean, BYU ran itself as a P5 yeah. program athletic department even though they weren't getting P5 money. So so I, I do think that that's not a, oh, well, BYU's better than Utah. That's that's not what the comment is. I Utah and TCU had much, their time frame to prepare was much shorter than what BYU's has been. That's why I think BYU is, is far more prepared going into this situation than both TCU and Utah were when they went in. I think a lot of BYU fans think there's going to be a significant jump in recruiting we for BYU so. when they go to the Big 12. Do you think that's the case? I, I do. Well, look, we've already heard from the coaches that doors that have never been opened to them before in the last year have been opened. Now, that doesn't mean they're getting all of them. That doesn't mean they're getting half of them. But the fact that people are now willing to listen and have coaches come in and talk to them, that, that's a big, big deal. All you want is an opportunity to talk with these young men and show them what you can offer at BYU and what BYU can offer them, and then see what happens. If, if you never get a chance to, to explain BYU's story, they're never going to come. Now that you have a chance to say, hey, look, look what we've accomplished. Look who we've put in the NFL. We're now a P5 conference. Look at our facilities. Look what we're probably going to be upgrading our facilities to because that's all going to be a part of it. That's 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 all you can ask for is the door to be open, and that's that's happening already. I can't imagine how much better it's going to be once BYU is actually playing games right. and they're on the field in Big Twelve stadiums playing. That's that's going to be a game. It it already is a game changer. It makes a lot of sense right now that there are a lot of moving pieces mm-hmm. within the program before uh, the Big Twelve becomes a reality. All right, coming up, the BYU men's basketball team faces the Creighton Blue Jays, who happen to house a hometown guy. American Forks' Evan Young discusses what it's like playing the team he grew up watching. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. Well, BYU and number 21 Creighton are leaving their hometowns to play in the Mishlob Ultra Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. The event is called the Jack Jones Hoop Fest which hosts seven different teams. Creighton freshman Evan Young gets the chance to play against the team just a few short miles from where he grew up. He's from American Fork, Utah, played for American Fork High School, won the state championship with them in the Marriott Center, and then was recruited to play at Creighton University after high school. I spoke to Evan about what he thinks this experience will be like for him. So obviously, Evan, your family is going to root for Creighton at this game in Las Vegas, as they should. But when you were growing up, were any of you Cougar, Utes, or Aggie fans in your house? I mean, I think we were kind of, we weren't really split. I don't think we had very much of a preference. Um, we always liked good games. So we'd always go to the BYU-Utah football game. We always loved those. But um, I think in the end, we would always kind of 
root more for BYU until um, a couple months ago. So, <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> it makes sense. Totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And if any of your, your Creighton friends are listening, American Fork is just a few miles down the road uh, from yeah. Brigham Young University. So you won a state championship with the American Fork Caveman, Caveman at the Marriott Center earlier this year. What were you hoping? Were you hoping this game would be played at the Marriott Center when you heard there was going to be a matchup with BYU? Um, a little bit. Um, I mean, a little bit. I mean, like, it doesn't, I don't know. I think being closer to, um, a little bit, yeah. I kind of wanted to go back into that gym, feel the the energy I felt that night, because that night was really cool. I thought it would be kind of a cool experience to go play the team that actually plays there, you know? Absolutely. And a little bit closer to home. What was re- your reaction when you saw this year's schedule and you saw BYU on it? <laughs> um, I thought the schedule was a little bit too perfect for me. Because um, <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, I, when I first saw the schedule, I was like, holy cow, we play some really good teams. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, we play BYU, too. And, well, like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, we get to go home. And we get to, well, I, well, I get to go home and I go to, to get to go see that gym again. So I was I was really excited when I saw that. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. So on your bio on the Creighton basketball website, you said that the school you would like to play most was BYU. Why BYU specifically? <laughs> um, I don't. No, actually, who wrote that? I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. But I don't know. I think I think playing – I I mean, I guess I could agree with it a little bit. I think just playing BYU would be cool because it's back home. You know, I know a lot of the kids on the team. Going back to the gym that I won, that we won a state championship in, I think that would be super fun. Um, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't climb up on the rim again, though, for sure. So <laughs> – Oh, I love it. That that makes a second guess whether to believe anything in the bios anymore. What was your uh, what was your recruitment process like? Obviously, you chose Creighton, but what was that whole period like for you? Um, so it was it was cool. Um, I was going to go to a prep school this uh, basketball season, and while we were while we were training over the summer, I was the the I was going to go to RSL prep, uh, prep school in Harriman. And I was I was training with the coaches there every day, and I had a really good relationship with them. And then Dave Evans knew um, um, Coach Huss here at Creighton, and um, there was an opportunity that opened, and turned out that I was a pretty good fit for it. So I just happened to get lucky, and first day of school was what a week into school, so I was it was a pretty quick start for me going into college. But it was, I don't know. I don't think I would have wanted it any other way. When you envision what your uh, collegiate experience would be like, did you think you were going to stay a little bit closer to home? Or did you think you'd kind of spread your wings a little bit like you have been doing? Um, That's a good question. Because I, I didn't even know what I wanted, really. Um, I, I mean, like, obviously staying close to home would be nice. But I feel like the growth that I've had out here is just so... It's just more than it would be if I stayed in state. Um, it's just more. It's more independence. It's more. Um, you have to be more disciplined because there's nobody to really like. You know, get you. All right, Evan. It's time to wake up. You know, type mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I've grown a lot out here, and I. I don't think I. I think 
now that when I look back on it, I think going out of state was the right decision because of the growth. You mentioned that you had to do it really quickly. So there was probably a little bit of a, a culture shock. I mean, you're a younger guy coming right out of high school and then suddenly you have to move away. What was the transition like moving from Utah to Nebraska? Um, surprisingly enough, Salt Lake City and Omaha, Nebraska are very similar. Um, wow. This, like, so we're uh, Creighton's located like right on the edge, outer edge of the city. Um, well, like right next to all the buildings type thing, right next to downtown, uh-huh. I guess. And it's it's really kind of similar to Salt Lake. And so the only the only difference, the only really big difference is the mountains. Hmm. And I, Interesting. I really, really, really miss the mountains. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like sometimes I like look up and it helps with directions too because sometimes I'll look up and I'm like I don't know where I am or where I'm going and in Utah you just like I could like look at a tiny spot on the mountain like oh I'm on this street like type thing and so it's like <laughs> it's yeah it's fun so. It's a little, it's a little flatter in Nebraska, and I hate to break it to you. In Las Vegas, you're not going to be seeing too many mountains. So, uh, but at least, at least you maybe get to play some familiar faces. Creighton is coming off three losses against very tough Arizona, Texas, and Nebraska teams. What do you expect to see from this game coming up against the Cougars? Um, I mean, I don't. I mean, like, we're going to go play our best. I feel like. I feel like we're just going to go give it our all. I feel like in, in, in the the previous games we have we played well and the last two sometimes like the ball just wouldn't go in the hoop um we just didn't have good games we usually shoot better than what we have been and so i feel like i feel like we're gonna i mean we kind of found the rhythm at the end of the nebraska game a little bit um and i think um we've been practicing really well this week and so i think we're gonna carry over that momentum into these next couple games and i think uh, once we get back on track with our momentum, um, I think that we will. I think we'll be back on track. Um, so that's that's kind of my thought on it. So, since you are playing decently close to home, do you have any former teammates from American Fork or your old coach Ryan Cuff that is planning on coming to the game? I haven't talked to him yet. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> I haven't talked to Ryan and I haven't talked to, um, I've talked to a couple of my, um, a lot of my teammates are on missions. I'm not going to lie. Okay. And then there's a couple like, uh, Yar Rainier, he's in, he's in, um, Colorado playing basketball. So I'll have a lot of family and a lot of, a couple friends down there. So it'll be fun. It'll be cool. That, that'll be awesome. Have you tried to convince your current coach, Greg McDermott, that, you should start this day, this game. Are you like, hey, this is like my hometown team. Have you said anything to him? Uh, I haven't yet, but, but <laughs> I probably will. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. <laughs> we are with Creighton freshman Evan Young from the men's basketball team. Evan, thank you so much for taking the time with us and best of luck on Saturday. Yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. On the women's side, it's rivalry week, which means anything can happen. BYU and Utah right now sit in even 18 wins and 18 losses in the total amount of games they've played in. Last year in Salt Lake City, the Cougs barely came out on top 85-80. to Paisley Harding had a career-high 33 points. Then freshman Nani Falatea got 13 minutes in that game and joined us to talk about what it's like to play in the heated rivalry and to grow up a BYU fan in Ute territory. Thanks for coming on with me, Nani. Yeah, of course. 
You went to East High School, uh, home of the Wildcats. I'm just kidding. Do you get that a lot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big High School Musical fan here. But you went to East High, right down the road from the University of Utah. Who did you grow up rooting for? Um, I grew up rooting for BYU. Yeah, I know lots of people I went to school with were Utah kids just because, you know, it's down the street from our school. But um, my uncle actually has coached here at BYU for a while. He coaches on the baseball team. So that's part of it. Okay, awesome. What What are some of the other reasons that you were a big BYU fan growing up? Um, I think a lot of it is because it's a church school. Um, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So, you know, I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that a lot of your friends obviously were Ute fans. What was it like growing mm-hmm. up around students who probably almost all cheered for Utah? It was funny, mostly just all the banter back and forth all the time of who's better. <laughs> so you would, you would engage in banter with your friends? Yeah, honestly, I didn't even know much about either school growing up. I just, you know, just had to go with it. <laughs> Pretended <laughs> like I knew what I was talking about. Absolutely. If you're arguing over football, that was probably a rough nine years for you. But yeah. <laughs> what has been what has been one of your biggest memories of the BYU-Utah rivalry? Um, probably last year when I was here, my first, my freshman year, you know, um, one of the first football games I went to was the Utah BYU game and, you know, BYU won. And so everybody stormed the field. First time I ever, I've ever done that. And, you know, being in the rain with all my teammates, you know, is, is a really good experience. It's a lot of fun. That's so awesome. So you're good luck for BYU football, hopefully, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> we know that football has a crazy rivalry between BYU and Utah, but describe to us what the basketball rivalry is like. I mean, there's not much interaction between our two teams, but it, the the game is super intense. Last year, half our team was out with COVID when we played. Um, mm. So it was even more like, we have to win this game. You know, all our girls are sick. Yes. We have to do this. So um, to me, like, it, it's, it's nothing like super personal, but it's at the same time, like we want to win, especially because of the rivalry. So it's always going to be an intense game. And as a freshman, you played 14 minutes in the game with two defensive rebounds. The game ended with a pretty tight score. What was it like playing in that game for you? It was a lot of fun. It was cool, you know, especially um, since I played around that area so much growing up. It was cool to finally be able to do that at that level. Um, It was a lot of fun, you know. It's a good time. Jeff Judkins is definitely different than Amber Whiting, but I'm just curious, what advice do coaches give you guys in regard to keeping a cool head in an intense rivalry game like this one? Um, I think a big thing is always just to remember that it's not about any individual. We're here for each other and we're playing for each other, so we we got to come together for us to win, you know? Yeah, I love that. How does being able to play on your home court impact this game at all? I think uh, it'll give us kind of a little bit of an advantage being in Provo and being where we're most comfortable, where we practice every day and having, you know, all of our families around us, you know, they'd be there regardless, but it's, it's definitely a different feel. I'm speaking with starting guard for the women's basketball team. Number three, Nani Falatea. Nani, thank you so much for coming on with me. Good luck in the game and good luck with the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Jason Shepard, Nani Falatea and Evan Young for coming on the show with us. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts on Apple TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.